Hello, Herd, and welcome to the end of the week. This is the last stop on this week, Friday, our Friday episode, um, which is always usually an uh, episode full of fun conversation and, and silliness sometimes. Uh, this is our Q&A. We like to take questions and dive deep into some interesting topics and conversations based on those questions. Uh, and so we put it out there on the social medias and whatnot asking you to send us your questions, Star Wars related, and uh, of any kind. Uh, unfortunately, this week we didn't really get anything, uh, but I did forget to make the post asking for questions earlier in the week. I, I only made it yesterday, so that's probably a part of it. But You're not a boy. Yeah, it, it's okay. We uh, are nothing if not flexible, and we'll make it work. Uh, we actually have some good questions for each other, uh, thankfully. Um, so we'll be asking each other things and giving our opinions and answers and input and ideas. All that good stuff. All that good, delicious stuff. And you guys are just here along for the ride. Um, if our questions suck, then guess what? You can give us better questions next week. Mm. Uh, but hopefully they're interesting and maybe they'll inspire you to ask your own uh, fun curious questions uh, for next week's episode. Uh, we hope to kind of grow it out a little bit. Yeah, or your bad questions, you know. Yeah, if you go back and listen to our other Q&As, we take just about anything. We just, we like the, we like that they be conversation starters. So, yeah. you know, Wookiee lice and uh, all, all kinds of other uh, things. We, we've taken interesting questions before. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, ooh, very good, thought-provoking intellectual question. It could just be weird. Um, Some, sometimes it's just like, why is Bantha Milk blue? Yeah. And so it's it, the goal is a conversation uh, built oh. out of a question. Already with the meows. Every right. time. We'll get started with our first question after I throw the cat. All right, Herd. Our first question is, do you think Ray will teach a new Jedi Order? Um, I hope not, which is probably not the, uh, expected answer. Um, it's not a simple yes or no. I just don't, I think because of the direction of the story, I would rather she didn't. Yeah. Um, I getcha. Because, and the reason I thought this was definitely, this was a good question is because of, the dive that you can take into how you answer the question. Um, it's all based on how you look at the last Jedi, in my opinion. Yeah. For me, the way I look at it is a big part of why Luke failed Ben is because, you know, when, when Luke redeemed his father, he was not whole. I mean, you'd argue that he was what a Jedi should be, but he was not wholly a Jedi as the, definition of the typical prequel Jedi order would mm -hmm. be instead. He was a Jedi who was balanced. He uh, was very selfless, um, but he was not afraid of tapping into his emotions. And it was because he could tap into his emotions that he was willing and able to save his father uh, and, and even thought of saving his father. Uh, it was the selfless, emotionless Jedi that were like, Hey Luke, go kill your dad. Mm -hmm. So, the success of Luke as 
a character in the original trilogy depends on him not being just a Jedi, but a balanced Jedi. So where I think he fails later in life is kind of falling into the idea that we need the Jedi as I understand them from history and from all these uh, all this research I've done uh, with Lore Santeca and all these things I found out, like, you know, we need to make the Jedi the Jedi again. Yeah. Make which, the Jedi great again. Yeah. Um, which, while you feel like you're bringing back the Jedi in all their glory, you're bringing back the Jedi in the position uh, of what caused them to become so pompous and uh, selfish in the prequels, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm of the idea that, you know, balance in the force is less about, uh, one side or the other. It's, it's about, uh, balance without institution. So it's yeah that the force is balanced in individuals and people, uh, without the need for some, you know, hierarchy, uh, institution of Jedi order. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, and you get hints that Luke is very bitter towards the prequel era Jedi, uh, which would have been who he would have more than likely been uh, studying and hearing about the most. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of that bitterness probably comes from the fact that he's, he looked at it as, this is what we need, and this is why I'm going to create a new Jedi Order. And then that failed, and he's like, I did what the original Jedi did. I just screwed it up. You know, I, I, I lost sight of being a true Jedi and all this other stuff um, and whatnot. So he, he seems to have some bitterness with regards to the, the, the Jedi order. Yeah. So when Luke at the end says, you know, I will not be the last Jedi, I don't think he's referring to, I won't be the last Jedi in the Jedi order. I think he's referring more to, I won't be the last individual who is, a balanced user, balanced user of the force. Yeah. Who happens to be called a Jedi. So it, it, Ray would be a Jedi in the sense that Luke was a Jedi at the end of return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a Jedi as we came to know Jedi. He was a Jedi because of his balanced self selflessness. Yeah. Um, so Ray would be that type of individual. She would be a selfless and balanced person, not afraid of her emotions, but clearly be, uh, recognizing that she is responsible for and has control over those emotions. Yeah. And should use those uh, for the good of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that said, I feel like it would go against the grain and reverse uh, progress of Ray's character and the... Uh, legacy of Luke to say, all right, now Ray's going to build the real new Jedi order. Yeah. Um, plus also, I don't see Ray as much of a teacher. Like I don't see her as a mentor. I, I, I'm not saying that someone couldn't learn from her or look up to her. I just mean, I don't see her, you know, standing at the front of a class saying, and this is what a Jedi does. And this is how this is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see her as one sort of helping someone along in their understanding of the force, but not as, uh, institutional teacher yeah. just as a friend. Um, so I think the last thing we need, because the big idea is that the force doesn't just belong to the Jedi. It's not just about light or dark. You know, it's about 
balance within an individual and a, a, a group of people, not necessarily an institutionalized group, not to necessarily say a group that has a hierarchy and rank and understanding, but just a group of people that all have a, a connection to the force, mm-hmm. all being balanced. Um, and I think that's when, you know, when Luke was talking about it's time for the Jedi to end, my first thought was that he's not talking about the Jedi and what they stand for and what they should be. He's talking about what the Jedi, as we know them, are, yeah. should end. Uh, if it, You know, so I don't think it would work, uh, you know, to fast forward and raise teaching a bunch of younglings. I, again, it just feels like, no, she's got it right this time. It's just, it's kind of silly. It, it, and in my mind, again, I think the Jedi Order was part of the problem and part of what got Luke away from being the Jedi he was meant to be. Yeah. And how would you feel if Kylo himself is redeemed and he becomes the teacher of a new generation of Jedi? Are you, saying, the- are you asking if I think it'll happen or... What if it did happen? Yeah. How would you feel about it? Do you think well, it would that be... That didn't answer my question. Y- yeah, well, yes. Are, are, you ask, are, you, are you asking both? Both, yes. Okay. Do I think it'll happen? No. No. <laughs> uh, it would be interesting if it did. Because, you know, if we, if we just start with the beginning of that and that uh, Kylo Ben is redeemed uh, and whatnot, if we just start with that, if that's the case, there needs to be consequences for his actions. Absolutely. Uh, in which case, one of those consequences would not be to teach a bunch of kids. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm I'm of the idea that I think he should, and I want Ben to die in Episode Nine. I I know. Oh, you know, heavy moment. But for the Ben to end. Um, my. My thing is, I don't want it to be the typical, he dies in self-sacrifice. Uh, I've said before, you know, on our episode 9 theories episode, I said that, you know, my my idea would be to have him struggling between the light and dark throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And at the last moment when he decides to return to the light uh, before he can, you know, run home and tell everyone, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I saw the error of my ways. I'm I'm good now. You know, before he can essentially get closure on that, mm-hmm. uh, the Knights of Ren, the, those dark side users closest to him, sense that struggle and are like, "You're no longer fit to be their leader," mm-hmm. or you know, you 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 basically just became the enemy. Yeah. Uh, and a fight would ensue that ends with uh, one of the leader. I, I would which in my mind, the leader of the Knights of Ren would be Carrie Russell. Um, she kills him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Ray shows up at the end and there's that moment where he's like, I swear I was coming to tell you, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, you know, it, you know, it, it, the, the tragedy of, in his last moments, he was uh, in the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a great lesson of don't wait. Yeah. Um, there's consequences to your action, bro. 
And, and I think that would be the consequences, you know, rather than having it end on a completely lighthearted note of he was a bad dude, but at the very, very end, he did something super selfless. And so we're just going to, you know, forgive everything. Um, and I'm not saying that that was a a cop out for, you know, Vader or anything, but that the reason he died is because Mm -hmm. you don't really want to wrap your mind around. Okay. So say this kind of person changes side and, and lives what do we do with him? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of fans are, had the fun theory of what if, you know, Vader became part of the rebellion, became, a, you know, a Jedi again. And it's like, who would, who would let him, who would trust him? Like, you know, yeah. how do you really make it work that the character gets the consequences they're due and gets redemption? Yeah. You have to have one or the other consequences or redemption. Uh, and sometimes one is the other, Yeah. But, you know, redemption leads to consequences and vice versa. So, yeah, I just feel like it would be very different. I don't want Ray to kill Kylo, mm-hmm. uh, or ben, you know, or Ben. I don't want that to be how it ends. I don't want Ray to have to have that on her hands. So, and, and that's a very significant thing throughout the Star Wars films of our heroes. Obi Wan Kenobi very gravely maimed Anakin, but yes. did not kill him. <laughs> he could not bring himself to kill him. So, regardless of how questionable his methods and teachings and uh, point of view were Obi-Wan was not a murderer yeah Luke in the end had the opportunity but said no I'm going to choose not to kill him Uh, so again our hero does not have blood on their hands and I feel like that's something that needs to continue in that Rey does not kill the villain Yeah, she's not meant to be a murderer Um, and so I think the twist would then be because you can argue Palpatine killed Vader, mm-hmm. which is, te- yes, technically true. But at the end of the day, he died. He just died. He got electrocuted and died from his injuries. I want a... F- I, what? He lost the will to live. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it was literally shocked out of him. Uh, but in episode nine, I, I want actual red lightsaber through the chest of Ben. So, like, I want very clearly the bad guys killed uh, Ben Solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because um, I think it would be different. Because you expect, especially if the buildup of the film is, hey, he's struggling with the light. That means he's going to get redeemed. And then at the end, it's it's taken away. I, mm-hmm. You know, I have to preface this with the understanding, which you, you know. Yeah. I like tragedies. Yes, you do. I like tragic stories where not everybody lives. Not everything's a happy ending. I like stories that are very emotional and and real and gritty. And I would, I would like that kind of ending. Yeah, I think that's why you like Big Fish so much because the ending is so sad. Yeah, um, it, it's something that's uh, attractive to me in in a film and in a book and in a story and in characters. It's why I'm so attracted to uh, Anakin and and Darth Vader as a character and 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 even Kylo and Ben. You know, they're they're attractive as characters because they're tragic. And to me, that draws me in. Um, so, yeah, I think it would just be, I would think it would subvert expectations in the sense of, oh, he's going to get redeemed. And then to have that kind of, he is redeemed. And when he dies, he is, you know, he does, re, you know, essentially repent. You know, he yeah. does, he does say like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to make it right. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a tragedy in that 
he doesn't get the full chance to do that. Yeah. And like I I know you you don't want him to die in like a self-sacrificial moment, but no. I think like what I think would be cool is like if we get a moment where um, Ben is fighting off the Knights of Ren mm-hmm. to keep them busy while Ray does something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like you said, lightsaber through the chest, he dies doing that. I mean, I would accept that as well. I mean, my thing is, I want my, my hope is that he's killed by a Knight of Ren. Yeah. I want I want the trip because here here's the poetic side of that. He's killed by the th- very thing he treated as family for so long. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he he ran to the dark side, ran to Snoke, ran to the Knights of Ren, ran to all these things because they accepted him as a monster. And when he finally realizes he isn't a monster, he doesn't have to be a monster. The very thing that he gave up so much for, his father, his family, all of the everything he gave up for the dark side then kills him. Yeah. The moment he has a, a shimmer of light, there's a poeticness in, in that of, you know, we, we, we give our light, uh, we give up our light for the dark, mm-hmm. but as soon as we give up the dark for the light, the dark, you know, really in, entraps us. It really attacks us because, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things. It's all good and well until you want out. Yeah. And so I, I think I would, I would accept that. Yeah. Uh, my, my, common denominator is just that I want I don't want it to be Ray. I want it to be a Knight of Ring or mm-hmm. or I mean it could be Huck. it could be someone someone on I didn't even consider Hux yeah um, someone on the dark side mm-hmm. you know and I'm not just using of the force just the bad a bad guy yeah I want a bad guy or woman uh, to be the one that kills Kylo yeah I want the dark side to be what takes Kylo yeah. Been. Um like we could have a moment where like Hux shoots or fatally wounds Ben and then Ray kills Hux. I'd yeah. love to see that. Well, I mean, a big part of my reasoning for, you know, I want Kara Russell to be the leader, I want her to be the one that kills Ben, is because I want a end fight of Ray and uh uh Carrie Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want two big, you know, bad, powerful females just going at it. Very duel of fates, like, you know, just hardcore action. Um, I, I feel like that would be more driving than seeing like, I, you know, and I'm not coming at this from a Raylo perspective of, oh no, it would tear me apart to see them fighting. No, I just, I don't think that's right for the characters. I think they're, (laughs) you know, well, I think they're so connected. Mm Mm-hmm that it wouldn't feel like it works to have them all of us, you know, fighting each other. Not for real. Yeah. And um, say what you will about Raylo. They do have a connection. Yes. I don't want them to end in a relationship regardless. No. Either, no. Like I said, I, I either want him dead or I want him in prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the only options for, for Ben in, in my, in my head canon. Since when are you from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> jail or dead like there's your options yeah just, um wow well like i said i if he does live i finally want to see how you handle someone that's done all these horrible things 
and yet repents in the end, I, you know, I want to see what the consequences would be. Yeah. I think, it, I do think that would be interesting. So it's not to say that I only want, you know, Ben to die. No, I would accept that he lives and is redeemed, mm-hmm. but then I want him in prison or something. I want to see consequences yeah. a, at the end of the day. So, um, I mean, I think the coolest ending would be like Kylo's on the floor dying and then over Ray's shoulder. Cause of course she's got to be like cradling him. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how we do in star Wars movies. Like he sees Luke's force ghost, just apologizing finally for <laughs> failing. <laughs> um, we apologized last night. Um, well, yeah. I do want Anakin to fit in there somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to see Anakin return as a force ghost. Uh, but anyway, uh, good, good sign sideline question though. Yeah. Just like Ray repairs the lightsaber. Anakin's force ghost comes out of nowhere. Like, you know, I killed younglings with that. <laughs> well, um, Alex over on star Wars explained that it actually brought up a, and actually I'm questioning if it was, it's either Star Wars Explain or Force Center. You listen to too many podcasts. I do. They they blur the lines because they're all talking about Star Wars. Um, I'll, okay, I won't credit the source. A source <laughs> who was not me um, a boy. talked about uh, Force Ghosts recently and brought up the idea maybe that they can only appear to who they have a connection to. Mm. Because at the end, why wouldn't Qui-Gon Jinn be in the picture obviously the the real answer is because Qui-Gon wasn't a character then uh you know and unless we get another special edition that adds Qui-Gon in he didn't have a place in that that scene I think I'm done with special editions (laughs) um we bought too many blu-rays so the idea is well maybe because Luke doesn't have a connection to Qui-Gon um Mm -hmm. Qui-Gon not it's not necessarily that he can't but I don't know the force ghost rules. I, I feel like there has to be some sort of connection in order to engage with the other side. Yeah. Just like Qui-Gon's on the other side, just like mm, new ghost to this. So while I feel like Anakin, Obi-Wan could not Obi-Wan, Anakin and Luke could appear to Kylo. I think only Luke could appear to Ray. Yeah. Um, I agree. Because you know, and Yoda. Yoda obviously was keeping ta- uh, tabs on everything because he knew of Rey and, you know, talked about her. You know, said, you know, we can't lose Rey. We need her. You know, Luke, you need to do something so we don't lose her, too. Um, he's been keeping tabs on things, but he hasn't appeared to her. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, again, there's that idea. Well, Rey doesn't know Yoda. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe it's an it's an unaware block. So it's, yeah. it's not that you're intentionally saying, no, I don't want to talk to you, but through the force that you have, it's, it's like with vampires, like you have to invite them in <laughs> and you can't invite them in if you don't know them kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. A, I know it's a silly analogy, but my, my point oh, being like, <laughs> you don't realize the door is closed until they knock, but mm. it's one of those, like you look like. That was a good analogy. <laughs> um, Heard, give him props. Oh no. I like so, that. So, uh, yeah. So I, I like the idea of that. So, I I don't know that anyone other than Luke could appear to Ray. Yeah. But I feel like at least Anakin and Luke could possibly appear to uh, Kylo. 
Yeah. And at the same time, we also don't know if, I mean, in the scene where Luke is looking at the Jedi, uh, the Force ghost, he may only see Yoda and Obi-Wan. Yeah. We don't know that he's, we see Anakin. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I We don't know. I don't, you know, again, the Force ghost yeah. rules are kind of blurry. Yeah. Also, what do you think Luke thought, if he did see Anakin, if we're thinking like special edition, Hayden Christensen, sexy boy, Anakin, like, what do you think he was going through his head when he saw that? Just like, wow. Yeah. You were hot. <laughs> I feel I, I feel like he just kind of was like, I guess that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think he kind of stowed it away and he's just like, I'm going to remember that. I can come back younger as a ghost if I think about it hard enough. <laughs> that's my dad. Um, it like, would be so funny. I don't want it to happen, but it would be so funny if in episode nine, Luke's ghost is young Luke. Like they have Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> And so it's like, and, and so Ray's like, who are you? It's like, I'm Luke. And it's like, why are you so young? And it's like, <laughs> because I can. <laughs> Just like Ray goes, Luke. And he goes, who the heck is Luke? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Stan. Um, He's got two oh, first my goodness. names. Anyway, uh, interesting sidelines. we got yeah. a couple of good questions out of there. So Yeah. Um, Just absolutely off the rails. So... Will Ray build a new Jedi Order? I don't think so, and I don't want her to. Yes. Uh, rewind for the reasons why. Um, will Ben be the one to do it? I hope not, because I want him to die. And also that if he doesn't die, he should go to jail. <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, there wasn't really a question in the other one. We were just kind of talking about Force Ghosts there for a second. Yeah. So, Do like, you think Sebastian Stan would be a good Luke Skywalker? I don't want Luke Skywalker recast. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I of, I'm of the vein... Yeah, he looks... It, it goes into the conversation of, like, very much Al, like Alden it. and, you know, Harrison thing. He doesn't look like Han, but he has the spirit of Han. So, Sebastian looks like Luke, but could he capture the, the feel of Luke? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like... You know, people are going to step on me because it's like, you accept a, a recast of Solo, but I just think Luke is hands-off. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they did well with Solo. I don't think that's an open door to do young everybody else. Um, I, yeah. I feel like you have to yeah. be careful with the power that you have. I agree. Like, I don't think anyone could replace Carrie Fisher. For me, as Leia. Right. Even the, you know, and I've seen great fan edits of the young girl that plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, being a young Leia. I, I, yeah. I see that. I but, enjoy the idea of that. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want anyone else to be Leia. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it, it could be very well of how I felt with Solo. I mean, obviously, when I saw Alden, at, uh, or when I heard about Alden being solo in the film i wasn't like oh great yeah that works you know i had to see it yeah so of course you could make the argument well what if we do it you see it and you like it okay that's one thing but are you really going to spend millions of dollars i mean and or just spend a lot of money to have sebastian stan try out for luke and convince everybody and then make the movie no you, yeah you, uh, anyway I, yeah it's a um, lot to go on and i would just purely be tickled if he did it yeah uh so, but real quick, um, 
your opinion on Rey and the Jedi Order. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I just, I really do think that it's time for the Jedi to end. Cue dramatic music. Yeah. As an institution. As an institution, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think that we need more... Hashtag the force for everybody. <laughs> yes, we need balance. We need... We need Grey Jedi, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, this was something I was kind of shouting at when listening to an episode of Force Center Podcast where they talk about what is balance, you know? And they were talking about, you know, well, I think balance just, you know, means the bad guys have to go away. I do agree with that, but I don't think that that's balance. I think you do need to just get rid of the bad guys, mm-hmm. but that doesn't lead to balance. balance. Balance more so is in the idea that there's no Jedi, there's no Sith, there, there's only the Force and people. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it there's no sides to it, just balance. I think it comes to the idea of, balance on an individual level so yeah my thing is if you have balanced people you would have a balanced community which would give you a balanced galaxy yes but if you have people of sides you know if you have people who are of the emotionless you know force use versus the emotional force use then uh, clearly they're imbalanced because they're picking one side of the scale So I think you have to go to the level, and you can't get that if everything's institutionalized. Not everybody can be a Jedi. But, you know, as we know, the Force is in all things. Not to say everybody can lift rocks, but everyone has a connection to the Force. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's uh, encouraging that. And um, it, it, it goes, and I'm, you know, again, you know, we keep, acting like we'll move on and we just come up with new things to talk about. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get kind of anime nerdy on on this. So this is a lot like the concept of the original Gundam series. The, the Well, not the original series, but the, the main Gundam timeline of the Universal Century timeline. So the big plot of that and the reason that you have Zeon versus the Earth Federation is because Zeon are space noids, people who live out in space, um, and are led to believe that that is the natural progression and evolution of man. We are meant to live amongst the stars, and we will never reach our full potential unless we do that. Mm-hmm. And so they fight for their independence in questionable ways and in, in, in generally deplorable ways. But their idea is we need to go to space because that will help us to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get what's called new types. New types are essentially very telepathic superhumans of, you know, they... They're very in tune uh, with the uh, mind, uh, not, I wanted to say mind waves, the uh, brain waves of other individuals, especially other new types. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot like a sixth sense um, kind of deal. Yeah. But you can only get that by living in space. It develops because of a natural evolution of being in space. Don't ask me why. It's just part of the story. (laughs) So the big idea is, you know, you have the, these two sides of, uh, you know, if you, if you would just come to space, live with us, you'll grow to, you'll evolve to, you'll develop this power. You'll float too. 
Um, and so the idea being, I think that's kind of the next progression of the Star Wars story is making everyone else aware, hey, you can tap into this too if you only take a step forward. Mm-hmm. You can control, you, not necessarily control the force. You can be in touch with the force also if, if you know, you simply no, think that you can if you are because it's constantly viewed as the force is a Jedi thing or a Sith thing mm-hmm. and then there's everybody else there's normal people and then there's force users when in, in reality most anyone should be able to use the force in some way yeah everyone should be able to be in tune with the force in some way and so it's kind of that that kind of struggle um, like in Gundam where it's like hey just take the step forward and, you know, you can tap into this as well. I, I feel like that would be the next best step if we're going to talk about the story after the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Is to help, you know, because especially as the, the Less Jedi ends, you have the kid who clearly has tapped into Force powers and is hopeful that, you know, he could be a Jedi or he could just be a farm boy that uses the Force. It, yeah. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to be institutionalized to be able to t- use the Force. I feel like that's a great glimpse into the future of Star Wars in that everybody kind of com- becomes aware we can use this too. We can do this too. If we simply focus and if we, uh, you know, put in effort, then we can reach out with it with the Force as well. Yeah, I get you. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, sorry, apologize for the super nerdiness of that kind of uh story connection but um i just i I, you know in talking about it i was just like sounds like gundam um (laughs) so i wanted to go down the rabbit trail anyway yeah i gotcha i get you all right all right next question next question so uh, if you don't know already heard um some news dropped and came out about john favreau's show essentially we're not going to talk about it too much here because we'll talk about it on tuesday um, and if you really want to know what little there is to know, you can, you can search the web and you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we'll have some conversations about it Tuesday, but essentially, um, what we know is that, uh, the show is about a Mandalorian. Yes. So I've shared many a time as I've shared my Knights of Ren theory and, um, uh, wish I, I've also shared my theory and wish that the Game of Thrones directors, the uh, Benioff and Weiss, uh, the series that they would be working on would be a Mandalorian related series set prior to the events of the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. involving the Mandalorian civil war and clans versus clans kind of thing, because it was very Game of Thronesy. Yeah. It was an idea introduced to me by Alex on Star Wars Explained, And pretty much ever since he put it out there, I have not been able to shake it. And so when rumors dropped that Jon Favreau's show would be about Mandalorians uh, rebuilding, uh, although we don't know that that's necessarily completely confirmed. We know a Mandalorian is involved. Yes. Possibly. Well, again, that's a a Tuesday (laughs) topic. But let's say it is definitely a Mandalorian. Um, I mean, I hope so. They're calling it the Mandalorian. I mean, it could be just a name. Anyway. Um, I was kind of against the idea of accepting this because 
that would mean then it's less likely Benioff and Weiss are working with Mandalorians. Yeah. Because it would be, it feel probably very repetitive. Uh, we don't know, but let's just say they're not. Let's say John Favreau, you know, beat them to the ticket on Mandalorians and Benioff and Weiss were told to pick something else and do something else. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you got to decide it. Mm-hmm. So if you could write and cast uh, for the Benioff and Weiss films, or even if you just want to simplify it to a film, whatever you want to do, uh, it's your your thing. Uh, what would it look like? What would the story and what would maybe be a couple of people uh, you would cast or characters that you'd like to see? Yeah. Well, if you've been listening to this podcast for long, you know that I am a fan of the seedy underbelly of Star Wars. Um, I'm a huge fan of the concept of scum and villainy. Um, And so I would love a show about that. Like, kind of like crime lord drama, but Star Wars. Um, But I'd also kind of like it to be like Game of Thrones, where you're following different stories at the same time. Like, I'd love to see more of bounty hunters. Um, I'd love to see smugglers. I'd love to see um, even just, like, a little bit more about the huts and their criminal um, syndicate, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that concept. And, you know, I hear in there from the Empire because they're bad guys, too. Um, but I... I really like that concept. Um, I think... Ooh, I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. Throw the Crimson Dawn on top of that. That would be a good way to kind of explain what that whole situation is. Mm-hmm. So, bring back Paul Bettany. Ray Park as Maul. For Pete's sake. Um, I'd like to see Daniel Logan back in Star Wars. Like I've never seen him act as an adult, but mm-hmm. I just I just like the dude. He's mm-hmm. a cool guy. Um, I've said before, and I'll say it again. I'd love to see Chris Pratt in a Star Wars film. I don't know why. I just think he would do a good job. Um, heck, I'd like to see Cad Bane. Mm. I I think that he's such a cool character from That'd what I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But yeah, I think that'd be that'd be for me what I would like to see in a Star Wars series. Nice. Yeah. That'd be Ooh. interesting. I'd like to see um what's his name? He was the twelfth doctor. Matt Smith? No. He was the eleventh doctor. Oh, uh oh man, wow. Peter... My bad. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. I knew who you were saying, I just felt bad that I yeah. Forgot which doctor was which. I think he would do good in a series like this. He he does a good job of playing like questionable people. <laughs> I think he could play a bit good bad guy, like a good gang leader. Like oh, yeah, he. I mean, we kind of got this with Dryden, where he's kind of that friendly kind of like mm-hmm. I can chill with you, but then he's re- yeah. like he when he he's intimidating when he gets crazy, he gets crazy. Yeah, and. 
I mean, we could see more of the white worm. Yeah, I, I think there's. De- I think that would definitely be cool to get. Mm-hmm. Um, just more of that kind of underworld mm-hmm. world. And um, it would be a good way to see, like, I don't think we're ever going to see IJ88 in a film or a serialized television show. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to see Dengar mm-hmm. in a show like that. I don't think we're ever going to see Forlom and Zuckus or, you know, any other bounty hunters other than Boba Fett, I think they get kind of swept under the rug a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, except for special things like the Clone Wars when um, a couple show up there. But I would love to see, you know, maybe it's just because I'm biased <laughs> and I love the stories of bounty hunters, but I'd like to see bounty hunter stories. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would be a good place for it. Be, I mean, it would uh, definitely be... I think a lot of people would enjoy that realm of storytelling. And I think it's almost begging to be told Yeah. in a sense. I mean, um, you could call it scum and villainy. Right. Um, I think that's very... I think that's really interesting. I think that would definitely be cool. Um, I would be... I mean, and this is just me. I, it's one of those where it's cool, so I kind of didn't think about it too much. But uh, my, my thing is I wouldn't put it in, in the area of timeline where it would need to take place. Mm-hmm. I, You know, that's just me because it's so full already. But because it's such a great story, I feel like I also would just accept it because of what we'd be getting. Yeah, I mean, most of the stories we get about the bounty hunters are pre-New Hope. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Solo, Rogue One, and all that, are they're still original trilogy to me just because of their proximity to it and the characters of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be very much that case where it, it's so close in proximity to the original trilogy. I already feel like we've got a lot of storytelling there. Yeah. But again, that would be a very interesting story very different and and I think definitely appealing. Yeah. So. I mean, um, we get maybe, maybe 30 minutes total of Jabba the Hutt in all of Star Wars media. uh, Maybe not even that. Not if, I mean, if you're not, if you count the Clone Wars, I could get, I could believe that. And I do. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, yeah, I could believe that then, but yeah. I Oh Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you get enough to make you interested, mm-hmm. uh, and so it'd be very interesting to kind of get that uh, that realm, mm-hmm. definitely. That'd be cool. Yeah. I know. That's what I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. What about you? What would you like to see? Um, I still hold out hope we could still get Old Republic Mandalorian storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted purely Mandalorian centric storytelling. That's why, you know, my hope was Ryan Johnson's working on Old Republic, Benioff and Weiss are working on Mandalorians. You know, so the Mandalorians get the whole story to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could very well fit in somewhere to an Old Republic trilogy or story 
uh, from Ryan Johnson, which I still hold out hope that that's what he's working on. We do know that it's in a timeline never not explored and characters are completely new. Like, you know, the way they talk about it, it feels like it has to take place long before. Cause not that I think like Lucasfilm thinks, but my idea wouldn't be to set it, you know, many, many years after the sequel trilogy. Cause you kind of want at some point there to be a proper like end, you know? And I feel like yeah. going past Vader and and all of you know going past the end of the Emperor and the Galactic Civil War was already ballsy enough because again if you're going under the impression of bringing balance to things you know eventually you've got to get to a point where you actually let it just be balanced and done yeah uh, and so you kind of have to just go into the past of it um again etc but so that that leads me to say that I would go into pre prequel era before episode one era. Um, I, it's tough because when I think of that era, I mostly only think of Jedi and Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be definitely interesting to get a uh, sort of the beginnings of the Jedi and Sith. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. You know, to kind of see that really start. Um, you know, I, I I know I said that, you know, I'm thinking of Ryan Johnson as the Old Republic uh, director and, and whatnot. But you know, if we're just talking about what story I would like to see, I would like to see the beginnings of uh, the Jedi and Sith. I would love to see, because uh, it's not just about, oh, Here's this group of people that believe this, this group of people that believe this. You know, the Jedi eventually become very well respected and uh, highly regarded and whatnot. You know, you got to imagine at at one point it was rather goofy to say, hey, I can lift rocks. You should trust me to be a peacekeeper. And, (laughs) you know, like, you know, it's almost like you can do magic tricks. But, you know, how do you how did the Jedi become so uh, politically accepted and publicly accepted? You know, they. They clearly won the favor of yeah. a lot of people and whatnot. So to see how that kind of began would be interesting. Um, and again, to see sort of the first Sith, um, uh, o- you know, I would almost like to see it in the a very similar telling of, um, you know, kind of Lucifer where, you know, uh, it, it's from within. It's not just a, hey, this guy from around the block just decided to be evil. You know, yeah. but it, it comes from within of, you know, no, I have passions. I have wants. You say I shouldn't feel those things, but I feel those things and I think you're wrong. Yeah. And so you kind of get this fall from grace, fall from heaven kind of storytelling to it. Um, I, I, I think that would be really interesting. Um, and then just fun characters kind of mixed in early. I would like to see someone like Nathan Fillion. Uh, I, I would love to see him as kind of a gunslinger. Yeah. But I'd also be okay if he's some early Republic politician as well. Mm-hmm. Like if he's the chancellor or something, I feel like he would be just a, a funny, nobody takes serious kind of politician. Yeah. He'd be a face. <laughs> you know, he, he could sell you a car. Yes. Uh, you know, he does you, have a beautiful face. Yeah. I mean, like he could convince you to buy a car you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, 
style to his character, you know. Um, Yeah, there's that saying, like, he could sell shoes to a a paraplegic or something like that. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, (laughs) essentially, yeah, it's like, you know, I feel like him playing that kind of politician would be fun. I think something easily he could do. Um, And it's something that doesn't necessarily make him unlikable. You know, he, he may not be the best guy, but he's fun. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Jackie Chan as some ancient <gasps> wise Jedi. Oh my um, God. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, Jackie Chan, we've got uh, Donnie Yen. Let's Actually, get, let's get Jackie Donnie Chan. Donnie Yen, please. Well, he's dead. Not, jo- not Donnie Yen. Cheer it. Yeah. Um, you made me like, <laughs> no, no. you gave me a Sorry. heart attack for a minute. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, Chirrut's dead. I mean, unless we go again prior. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah I'd love to see Jackie Chan as some early uh, and meaningful Jedi. Someone foundational to the beginning of the Jedi Order and such. Um, I still want to see Sam Worthington. I would love to see Sam Worthington as the fallen Jedi. The first fallen yeah. Jedi. <gasps> Uh, he plays angry and yeah, whatnot so well. Sam Witwer finally in a live action role. <laughs> in that a Star would be Wars good too. Film. Yeah, I'd like. I mean, I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I, so, he does brooding well. Yeah, he could. I mean, he could easily be the fallen Jedi. I just I love Sam Worthington and yeah. and would love to see him uh, in Star Wars as someone evil, someone mm-hmm. bad, someone. You know, and I think as the fallen Sith, that would be someone he could play very well. Um, I don't, I'd like to see Jude Law um, mm. as a Jedi. Uh, I'd I'd love to see um, Sam Rockwell. I think he would do okay. <laughs> huh? I think he would do okay. Sam Rockwell. My, he, my brain's drawn a blank. He was. Um, Hammer in Iron Man two, that was that wasn't the best. Um, he was in the Green Mile. He was the crazy guy. Oh yeah, I don't like him. Why? I I, I mean he could play some dirty politician. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't. I, I I want him to play someone that gets his come up and just like he did in Green Mile or something like. He plays. He's playing Bush in a new movie. Oh my goodness. J-Dub. Really? Yeah. Or G Dub. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, he's at that age. Anyway, uh, uh, I would, I'd love to see Sigourney Weaver. Oh, uh, as, as some, I mean, she could be some really just, you know, hard as nails, uh, gruff politician, but I could, I'd like to see her as a, as some, again, older foundational Jedi kind Mm -hmm. of figure and whatnot. Yeah. I think she'd be a great. Amidala-esque um, politician. But like you said, also, she'd be a great teacher. Yeah. Um, I, if, if you can't tell, I'm kind of leaning more towards some of the older... For some reason, my brain is just like, <laughs> the earlier Jedi must have probably been older. You know, they probably st- started the fight yeah. to found the Jedi Order at a young age. So by the time we come to see the Jedi Order in its fullness, you know, they're older. They're, yeah. They're very wise and, and whatnot. Uh, they're very Yoda-esque. Maybe uh, Timothy Oliphant? Olivier. Is that how you say it? That's how I say it. Well, then. 
heard. Um, right. <laughs> Help. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I could I could probably list quite a few people, but mm-hmm. uh, mo- most of my vision is, you know, again, sort of that s- n- not necessarily been around a while, maybe been around a few decades kind of Jedi order. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this sort of young, struggling uh, Jedi who eventually yeah. develops a following and says, hey, you know. Yeah, oh, I just the, got another idea. <laughs> the actor that played uh, Voldemort, Mm. would probably be a good older uh, baddie. Oh, yeah. And for, like, a younger Jedi, um, Chadwick Boseman, he'd be good. Oh, yeah. Um, Hermione Granger, since we're talking about... Emma uh, Emma Watson. There you go. There you go. That's right. (laughs) Hermione Granger's not her real name. (laughs) Um, Since we're talking about Harry um, Potter-related, yeah, uh, uh, Emma Watson, I would love to see as, you know, some very... uh, Twirly, tough as nails, young Jedi. Twirly, tough as nails. Ac- acrobatic. Like <laughs> I, I can see, I can see her being very spry, energetic, and acrobatic, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously very, you know, very uh, independent thinking and and whatnot. You know, just very much. She'd be the character you're like, oh, you know, she's going to be the buddy of, you know, Jude Law, and Jude Law is going to take care of her. No, she's taking care of things just fine, just yeah. fine. Um, she good. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see the early, as early as we can get, uh, with the Jedi order and, and the kind of foundation and beginnings of the Sith. And I'd love a very kind of biblical, like I said, Lucifer fall from heaven kind of style to it. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) We like Lucifer. (laughs) No, we don't. I've actually I haven't actually watched the show, so Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're still in like Well I've seen I've seen him in no, I've seen him in Supernatural. I'm talking yeah. you know, there's a show Oh right. Yeah, Lucifer. there's a show called Lucifer. Yeah. Uh speaking of Satan. <laughs> have you checked the news lately? No, I'm just kidding. Um got a text from yesterday. And, oh my goodness! Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna upset some people with that one, probably. I don't care. Uh, anyway, so but yeah, so good questions, good good conversations, as as we always set out for. Um, we will be bringing some good questions next week, and hopefully, you'll be giving us some uh, good ones to bring. Heard. Uh, remember that you can hit us up on Twitter and Facebook anytime, really. Yeah, don't hit us too hard, though. I'm gentle. <laughs> um. You know, you don't necessarily have to wait for us to put up a uh, post asking for questions. You can yeah. always just send them as you think of them. Yeah, and don't try to sound smart. We want your dumb questions, too. Yep. So, Those are our favorite ones. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, you enjoyed listening to our interesting conversations, our uh, deep rabbit trails of uh, uh, theory and and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and look if you forward didn't- you don't have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, essentially. Uh, but if you did like it, make sure that you rate, review, uh, share it around, and... Uh, Give us a high five. Yeah. You are not Jacksepticeye. I'm not. I'm related uh, to <laughs> to the You're of Green his Isle. <laughs> yes, I am of his people, of his branch. Yes, of the potato-eating, Guinness-drinking, blood... Spilling, I don't know. 
the hash ringing, the slash singing, the sash wearing Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's devolved at this point. <laughs> it's a good um, thing we're done. Yep. So check us out on the social medias, share us around, rate, review, and in the meantime, keep connected on Patreon because this weekend we'll be putting some things out there. Um, so uh, get ready for it, ready to receive it. And uh, hopefully that helps you to have a good weekend until we're back on Monday. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom, Megan. And uh, stay scruffy. Keep it the scruffiest. Yeah. And may the force be with you. Bye.